Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. It's the What Culture Game podcast. And you might be going, wait a minute, it's the What Culture Game podcast. Doesn't Scott always intro these? Where is Scott? Why are there only two people? Well, Scott is too busy playing Destruction All-Stars, I believe. He's, I think that's his new game of the year, as he was talking to us about the other day. So he's taken the day off to play Destruction All-Stars, and me and Josh have got to keep the ship afloat. Josh, how are you, by the way? Dude, I'm all right, but he's going to kill you for that. If you if he finds out you've been peddling libel about his love for that game, he's not going to be happy when he comes back in here. But I'm good. Thank you very much, yeah. Ben Roy. Always a joy. Everyone tweet Scott and ask him what he's thinking about Destruction All-Stars. Do it for us, please. <laughs> Hashtag WCGP. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Scott anymore today. We're here to talk about the big tall lady because yes. SEO and we want your clicks. No, also because Resident Evil uh, 8 is coming up very soon. May, the same month as Mass Effect Remastered Trilogy, uh, around Deathloop as well, and another game that I'm forgetting, but there is already too much, and I'm very sad Returnal, that was the game. But Resident Evil 8 is coming out, and we, we love Resident Evil here at What Culture for the most part. A lot of us love it. A lot of us like to talk about it and dive into what's going on. And of course, I, I, you can tell if you're watching this, I love me a bit of Resident Evil as well, so we're just going to take some... <laughs> rumors we're going to take some predictions and we're going to dive straight into what is all about resident evil 8. and at the end i played the resident evil re versus beta whatever they want to call it and um some impressions of that at the end of all so stick around or we won't timestamp it because you know we don't have the we don't have the the bodies for that so josh first <laughs> off hello we're, yeah we're i'm gonna jump into some um yeah some rumors that have been coming out over the past few weeks most of these are from the aesthetic gamer slash uh dust golem who has been reporting and leaking stuff on resident oh, yeah. evil in general for years and years and years um leaked a lot of resi 8 stuff specifically um at the start of last year before we officially knew anything but um essentially they've been out of the game for a while they gave up their leaking um habits but they've still um, teased a few things about Resi 8 recently, including the fact that apparently the word the developers are throwing around right now is Metroidvania when it comes to the open world design. Obviously, we've known for a while that the titular village in um, Resident Evil Village is being pitched as essentially a character in and of itself. That's what the developers yeah. like to keep saying. Like They want this village to be a living, breathing place that is interconnected. But according to um, the Aesthetic Gamer, the developers are really leaning on this idea of 
having this small open world that you backtrack through more like the Spencer Mansion from Resi 1, where you're going through places you've already been, you're unlocking new doors, you're finding out new um, new and interesting avenues, which I, I love that stuff when it comes to Resi games. Like I'm here for that kind of approach to level design. I thought Resident Evil 7 was great up until the point it started moving away from that and then it chipped you on a tanker and it got a bit more linear. Like I love having a space and being able to, you know, just explore it and uncover all of its mysteries. And I think Resident Evil has such a sense of place, you know, with all of its locations, whether it's the Spencer Mansion, whether it's Reckon City, whether it's the Baker House, that I just, I love living there and I, I want to see them build on that in this um, game. So I, I hope this is, you know, on the money. I want to see this um, come true, can happen. Yeah, I think um, we all like, we all want to see some sort of return to that sort of like, the the scale of I, I I too love the Resident Evil one uh, Resident Evil remake one of just going around that mansion and getting to know it and especially in I feel like in remake one where uh, the longer you went around the more dangerous the mansion got and yeah. you had to like say going back to like say uh, I'm trying to think of what the red ones are called now I can't even remember I want to keep saying crimson power, heads crimson heads I had pale heads in my head for some reason but um, <laughs> crimson heads like you have to decide do I want to take the zombie out now and then do I have the time to backtrack and burn it down and sort of thing and go through that so I like the idea of that and um, I think uh, we've been theorizing for a while like with the RE4 remake like imagine that that first village area was maybe like more yes. open you could go because you do come back to that central village bit like say three times in that sort of game but it's always in a linear fashion and it's never like popping in and out like just going and grabbing some of Salvador's potato sacks and just going through that so I'd like to see uh, say like the village bit on the outside that we, we've heard rumors for a while open world and I like the term uh, Metrovania said because we don't want an open world Resident Evil game because like no. horror in the open world like yeah sure someone can probably make it work and some pro probably has made it work but come on like not everything has to be open world and we don't need giant worlds as we've seen before to make things impressive like Resident Evil 7 is now the best selling Resident Evil game of all time uh, take take bits from that and don't take anything from the second best game sending game over Resident Evil 6 uh, because you don't you don't want to take anything from that really apart from the characters that survived but yeah I, I feel like treating like a metroidvania and going in and out of the village and maybe being locked off at points and then maybe towards the end before you get you got to finish it like some of the doors open like if you want to do some cleanup or not clean up yeah. you want to go and get that doll's head that you didn't get earlier for your little trophies then go back and get it now sort of thing so uh yeah I I I'm down for this. I'm down for Dusk Odom's first prediction. Or <laughs> I think it's I think it's good just because you know when we've got we're playing as Ethan Winters at least for the most part that's a rumor to come. I'll get to that soon. Yeah. We're playing as Ethan Winters, who's more of a civilian, you know, compared to someone like Leon or Chris or Claire or Jill or whoever. And I feel like it it makes more sense for him to be exploring this because the mystery isn't just going to be handed to him. Presumably, he's going to have to figure out what the hell's going on, what's going on with Chris, why he's in the village to begin with, what's going on with these tall vampire ladies. And I think that encourages. Um, a greater focus on exploration. So yes, I think we're both big fans of this. The next one in the same tweet thread um, is a little bit interesting because Dusk Golden goes on to say that in this Resident Evil game, there's going to be, uh, or at least they tease, nudity and um, sexual content in the enemies in terms of like essentially not like um, sex scenes specifically, but in terms of the designs of the creatures and they mentioned that some of them will, you know, show some nudity when they die, for instance, and they'll be yeah. kind of like this, um, 
balance between showing off some flesh and showing off these monsters, you know, as kind of like these mangled humans, which is interesting because it's something the Resident Evil franchise has always flirted with, but usually they just transform people into like big eyes or goop or mold, you know what I mean? So we don't really see them as humanoid as such, apart from the zombies, obviously, and the Ginados from Resident Evil 4, like the big monsters though. And I think that's that's quite a cool continuation of what they established with the Baker family in uh, seven because they were very much so like these distorted humans and then obviously we had marguerite with her big spider vagina so you know maybe that's going to be even more explicit <laughs> was, going forward i was wondering how far he is because i'm glad you went and mentioned brought marguerite <laughs> up but um <laughs> i just said it in a voiceover earlier when you if the resident was seven it feels like you're walking through marguerite's dinner and then i almost said something <laughs> totally wrong and that was a whole time but um <laughs> With Resident Evil 6, you had like Helen, Helen's um, sister, I can't remember exactly yeah. her name, yeah. but she um, basically becomes a, a naked, sexy lady, but has no nipples sort of thing. And there's a lot of things like that. And I feel like horror in, gen in general, especially like in um, film, always horror and like sex and sexual, Im sexual imagery and that sort of thing is always so tied together. So like if Resident Evil can pull it in and bring that into the more the forefront and do it in sort of a tasteful way, but still on the sphere have have the hokey sort of like B-movie qualities we all come to know and love from this, and I'm sort of here for it. And it, it makes sense if the, because these tall ladies are going to transform into a thing. I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> a big, big tall lady, uh, she's going to become sort of some sort of tyrant thing. Like it's just going to happen. Her clothes are going to rip off. You see what happens to like Mr. X and Wesker. Wesker got his chest out a few times. Everyone, everyone gets a bit of skin at some point showing them it's, it's going to be hard to avoid it, especially when they, they transform into something other than a giant eye. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I think, like, the big distinction to make is, like you said, in previous Resident Evils, when they have done, like, nudity or they try to do it, it's almost, like, over-the-top sexualized anime style. Like you like said, it's this... Like, there's no genitals yeah. Yeah, it is like a Kendall, whereas this, it seems like they're going to, you know, commit to the nudity, but it's going to be far more um, grotesque and not sexualized in the same way. But uh, moving on to, uh, this is the most interesting one for me, and this actually um, was dropped again by Aesthetic Gamer, but it was um, earlier on in January, like uh, I think last week or something, where they were teasing um, multiple playable characters. Obviously, we know we're going to be Ethan Winters for at least the first portion of the game, but we know Chris is involved, so everyone's kind of assumed that we're going to be playing um, as him as well. And this is seemingly what they've confirmed in, in another tweet. They said that we're going to be playing as Chris for at least a small portion of the village. There are other rumors that suggest the entire second half of the game could potentially be uh, Chris-related. But they also tease a third playable character. And this character is said to be uh, female, so not Ethan or um, Chris. And while I do want this to be Benroy, the tall vampire lady, whose name I, I do know, but I will not mispronounce because everyone will come out to kill me. I've so not I will said it enough to her say as, either, so yeah. I know, <laughs> as tall vampire lady from now on. I think this could maybe be Mia. Obviously, if you've seen the trailer, you know that Chris shoots Mia dead and that's how the game kicks off. That's the big tragedy that's the whole game is framed around. But we did play as Mia in Resident Evil 7 for like a little bit. And I wonder whether or not they're going to bring her back because I can't imagine she's just going to be like, I can't imagine she has no other impact on this story than just dying. You know what I mean? I can, I, she has to be involved somehow. And this is where we get into more predictions territory, I suppose. But yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know if they would play that card in the trailer and then that's just her done. It just, it just seems odd when she was such a focus in the last game. 
I, I love it when any sort of story can just take a character and go, nah, dead, gone. But it just doesn't <laughs> seem like in um, a Resident Evil fashion. Like when when Chris just like, doesn't just shoot once, like, like more than double taps because Chris yeah. has killed a few bio, like, bio-infected people at these points. But yeah, tying in with like one of my theories I shot to you earlier, that that isn't the real Mia and Ethan's been living with a different Mia all this whole time. And Mia was either swapped out back at the Baker family home uh because there's like underground facilities you see more of that not facilities like underground it's not like bloody underneath raccoon city whereas like you know yeah. uh, i'm just gonna say the hive because you know let's <laughs> just shoot back to that in the films uh but there was enough underground area where there was like bits where you could hide someone away and i, I, the, I feel like capcom love jack baker so much that he might have even made it out there somehow like yeah we saw him die like 17 times we saw him die um he comes back in the dlc that is actually the last bit of the game which is like some people have not seen it. it's worth seeing that as well but i feel like that either isn't the real Mia or Mia died back either Mia's alive somewhere else or Mia died back in the um back at the baker home or uh, turn into another a theory prediction I'm just going to throw in here as well. I think Chris has gone, uh, if you've ever seen Days, Days of Future Past, the film at least, where Sentinels stop just targeting mutants, but they go, you might have a mutant child one day, so I'm just going to murder you. So it's gone like Chris has gone, well, you might become a biohazard threat, so I'm just going to murk you right now, and then we're sort of done. So yeah. Chris, Chris is jumping ahead of himself <sighs> and cleaning that people out. I but yeah, no maybe Mia's alive. Maybe, maybe. I think I think she I think she's gonna be play a, a bigger role just because of what they're doing with Chris. Like it is so fascinating. Cause I don't believe for one second that he's gone this kind of like edgelord, um, just murdering people, being that kind of like badass terminator, Come right? On. You are you need to be stopped before you can pose a threat to humanity kind of thing. But also it makes me question, I don't know where they're going to go with it in why we're seeing a version of Chris like this at this point in particular, because at the end of seven, like he seemed like he was, you know, relative, he sorted out some of his problems like that he had in six with like the drinking and being kind of like really down. And I, I wonder how we get from that to where he is in the trailer for this. I think, uh, well, you said, I, what game, what, I'm just going to say, Josh, I'm looking, I've got the predictions here when we spoke to each other in Slack. And if you look underneath, I sent you a picture of something. What other game has, just destroy the main character like straight away like i'm just saying like it's been done before and it could happen again and maybe oh. this female character is either a jill or a claire coming back and trying to sort of like bring back sank into chris because he's maybe, gone through yeah. so, he's gone through so much like each one of these resident evil games are set the year they come out pretty much give or take like six months so like from like 96 however chris has been trying to fight this off and he keeps thinking he's done it and it keeps coming back and it's to the point where he's now just brooding and broken and he can't and everyone he works with bar say like claire and jill all die like all his team always die they always gone sheva just you know just disappeared she didn't die she just they, they, they just for some reason don't want to bring her back either and like i just think at this point you do it so much you're just at this point i'm just gonna kill everything until it stops becoming a monster yeah maybe man like i never thought about them using this potential third and female playable character as being you know a jill or a claire or someone like that who's trying to get Chris back. I feel like we've seen potentially a version of that plot already done when um, Jill was obviously in cahoots with Wesker because of the mind control and everything like that. And we have seen that kind of arc of one of these main characters needed to be saved, but it would be much more fascinating than that just because it does seem like Chris has gotten to this point naturally. It's like, it seems like this is the Chris 
that we know it's not like a mind controlled version or like a controlled version or anything like that. And that would be more dramatic, I suppose, trying to pull him back from that edge. He's maybe. been out for it's... 25 years. So like that's got yeah, to man. own you. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't know how this fits in with the village itself because I was reading a Famitsu article or at least, you know, um, a translated version, a bullet pointed version um, of it. And uh, they were saying that uh, it was actually um, Chris who brings, obviously, Ethan to this village. And it's like, I just have so many questions. I, I'm, like, I'm like, why? Why, why, is he off to, why is he off me? Why has he brought him here? Is he searching for someone? Is Jill in or Claire or whoever... Rebecca, whoever, I don't know, in cahoots with the tall vampire lady, Ben, ben Roy? Is he, are they part yeah. of the of the little cult here that's going on? I, I don't know. I don't think he is because I like from that one still they showed us with the umbrella logo, that, that just tells me that that's an old umbrella. Uh, I'm just going to jump in and just push you out of the way here, Josh, and just say my theory. Wow. That's like an old umbrella facility that is just when yeah. derelict after umbrella fell. And I think tall lady might have been working there or part of an experiment and they've taken over and how the werewolves come into this like no magic in resident evil we'll just get over it now anyone and what's magic because they're not actually where like they're not actually witches with magic and yeah. that sort of thing i'm sorry everyone it's not happening <laughs> Uh, go to go to some other game franchise now. Get out! No, don't get out! I'm just going to tell you my thing now. Where it's I, I, the werewolf uh, sort of like mutation is just is going to be part of another sort of like testing sort of virus. I mean, we've had giant snakes like twice in this oh. series, yeah. and uh, other giant animals. And let's say that like, if they fuse DNA together in like another version of a tyrant, and where folklore is carried on throughout however long this castle has been standing because umbrella is very old at this point like i felt like it's just become part of folklore and, folklore and these people believe these are actually like mystical monsters when actually it's just something that's leaked out uh a la sort of like a cabin in the woods you know when you see sort of things but then it's all kept underground sort of thing yeah i could i could totally see that happening and do you think that um the tall lady who was confirmed to be nine foot six inches by the way capcom came out and there was a cool little um reference that xbox put out where it was the xbox series x it was the fridge and then it was the tall lady and it was just yeah. a nice little graph of everyone and um, do you think that she is kind of like a a direct part of what's going on you know like you say in these potential facilities like does she is she cognizant of what's happening or is she just some or is she just like something that's spawned out of it and kind of working autonomously or does she know more than potentially we think she does like in in terms of the broader picture in terms of you know the, the mechanics of how this village sort of came to be well let me tell you about project w i won't go into that much but the, the wesker <laughs> children like wesker uh, alex wesker and um albert wesker were part of the wesker children and this is a whole part of like uh the plot to have a have, like immortality and like uh tall lady could be another like project sort of like that or she could literally be a, a a thrown over she could have been a she could have been an experiment or i think someone who's sort of doing her own, her own nefarious means I, I would like her to be sort of having more of a smaller plot like if she's uh somehow found this key to immortality but she's got eight people to keep like keep going things like that and she progresses mm -hmm. this rumors then that's great ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kind of like the Los Illuminados, but without, uh, you know, trying to like come after the president because that got a bit hokey there sort of thing. Yeah. But I would love for the tall lady and her... Is it free? Are they daughters or sisters? I can't remember what she said. Uh, her mates. Uh, yes. I would like them all to just be sort of like enjoying the control they have over this village, but also say like maybe poking around and like the wells or whatever they uh, do call them are part of their experiment. And this might just be a holdover from either another version of Project W, like where immortality is the key. And Chris, maybe Chris and Ethan... Uh, flying around like oh yeah i'm gonna take you to prison yeah and then they crash and then this sort of happens because yeah. you know we've seen flying things from Resident Evil before maybe it's just a big bat thing that goes into the blades and then they crash and <laughs> all chris's mates die then two get separated and yeah. then uh as we see all the villagers come after him and that big hairy thing of a hammer yes that bloodborne boss more or less yeah, yeah. like the whole vibe is quite bloodborne which is good for me because i love um, Bloodborne. There was an interesting thing that I want to go back to because you mentioned like the folklore stuff and how this is obviously not going to be a form of magic. It's going to be very much in the Resident Evil vein of like these are going to be um, explained in terms of science or whatever. Like nano machines and just science. Like that's that's what you need to do. It's just the nano machines <laughs> of this universe. It is Resi. It's like it's like it's a parasite. It's a virus, or it's like nano machines or something yeah. deaf like that. Um, oh yeah, well, what I was getting to is the in the Famitsu article as well. They point out that the book that um, Mia had, like it reflects the village that um, Ethan and Chris end up in, and I wonder whether that's going to play into the fact or into the sort of realm of alternate dimensions or at least the psyches of these characters being messed with because obviously the baker family in resident evil 7 their minds were corrupted and they were kind of like changed from the inside out forced to see different realities i wonder whether there's still an element of that at play or whether that seeped into mia as well and whether the landscape this fantastical landscape is has been informed by maybe like obviously like real life folklore books like what Mia is holding you know and that's how we've got these kind of creations because they're not wholly original, maybe not entirely from, you know, an umbrella style 
biohazard experiment or something, but maybe they, they, they latch onto that psychic connection and draw from the manifestations that someone might have, you know, their, their own fears in this case, the stories they've been told, you know, growing up, whether it's werewolves yeah. or vampires or whatever. I think that would be really cool. And again, give them the freedom to just go nuts with it, you know, for a little bit, just go completely wild. Yeah, I just, I, I really want them to play around with it now. They've like shown the werewolf stuff and they've shown everything else. Like, just just go into it and like actually have people believing for a while that it is. Sorry, I'm just looking at it. it was Oswald E. Spencer that was the the guy, uh, the head of Umbrella, who was trying to come in from immortality and screwed yeah. over other people in in the law, like James Marcus and like. But yeah, I would love them to segue into that for a bit and like just go just get weird of it like I, I feel like we are like when we see like the um the old granddad with the flat cap in that house and uh yeah. it, it not exactly like dog, I, I would like it to almost be like so like the werewolves to be sort of like agile as like dog soldiers and sort of like hide and not just come out straight to you like well i know i can take loads of bullets so i'm just gonna stand there and slap you i want them to be more animalistic yeah. and sort of like you know prooding around and um i think it should go with it and, like, and also like we saw um uh i don't think he's got a name yet but uh cheeky man with glasses have you got any rumors about him before i segue <laughs> to cheeky man with glasses i don't but i'd like some predictions please i don't know I, anything about this dude now the only reason anyone should really have facebook anymore is like i always like a bunch of like groups and i just go in there and see what people are thinking and i've seen on like uh i've seen people think that that guy is lewis from like resident evil 4 <laughs> like you what? know when he got when he got shanked by uh resident evil 4's version of palpatine he um, interesting he just got infected and he's been dancing around for ages, but I don't think that's real, but like, <laughs> I, like it looks like he's using magic at some point, but obviously he like some worthy things happened around him. But imagine if that was him because, you know, he never left. He's, he never left Europe and he's just been trudging around smiling all this time. That'd be wild. That had not ever crossed my mind, but you know what? I'd take it. I'm kind of here because, you know, Resident Evil 6, we give it a lot of crap, but that was hyped so much at the time of being like the merging of all of these different Resident Evil stories. It, it was the end game of Resident <laughs> Evil. Just not as good. But like, I'm here for like character returns like this. Obviously, we've got the merchant back in like a very different form. We've got this version of Chris. We've got even Ethan, who I never expected to see again in a Resident Evil game. Like, you know what I mean? So I would, I would, I would take this twist for as daft as it is, for as silly as it might be. Like, Sure, 100%. Let's just do some mad stuff because this game, I, I originally had some reservations about it. I was like, this is too weird. Like, you can't do werewolves. You can't do this kind of weird um, village setting. Why does it not look scary? Yeah. Why is it so fantasy? But now, now that I'm fully on board with it and I understand what they're going for, I'm here for like the melodrama of it, like the, the wackiness of the back half of Resident Evil 4 expanded to this full game. So yeah, sure, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going into this game like, Give me, just give me it. Just, just give me your strangest things, your strangest it's, series. Come it's, on. Think of it like, like Mario. Like it's just a way for them to. It's a way for Capcom to just make whatever they want with the Resident Evil trappings, uh, but also carry on like this one narrative that's been going for so many years. That like, Revelations Two was just like <laughs> Saw's popular. Let's make it all look like Saw <laughs> sort of thing. So, um, 
it just they can just do what they sort of they want and like i i would really like if you know when they talk about what they do what they like do what they want returning characters bring jake west jake wesker back or jake <laughs> Mueller back and just have him like eating an apple and just still talking to that same little child that you'd see the bloody ending every four times you beat the game and just have him even pop up for like 10 seconds i just go i'm troy baker it's still here sort of thing but i'm not going to say all those bad things i used to say like i, I would get myself cancelled now <laughs> just like yeah. that character was so so weirdly not even of its time like say 10 years too late but yeah. i would love to see him come back in some sort of meaningful way because you can't just forget the son the son of wesker and it's like true. one of my mad theories that i'm going to say until it's disproved is i reckon he only exists because wesker thought i need another body that like could merge my dna and what if a bit of his like arm survived in that volcano and it just like turned into a little like Wesker slug, found him and just like got in one of his apples, it is biting and, and then becomes Wesker. Like what if Jake Wesker becomes Wesker in this? Like that's just a mad theory I'm throwing well, out right now. You, you know what? It, it is mad. It is crazy. But at the same time, like this isn't a new rumor, but it's been going around for, for a long time before we even knew what Resident Evil 8 like properly was, that Wesker, Wesker was going to return in some form, whether it was in the next big Resident Evil game, whether it was going to be in a spinoff or whatever. And they might do the liquid snake thing, man. Like you said, of grafting his arm onto Jake's and having him fight for his body. They might go full Palpatine and go down that route. That would be crazy. That would be very strange. But like I said, if they can bring someone like Ethan back and try to make him work and commit to them, then you can't forget, like you said, about the son of Albert Wesker, who, to be fair, I really enjoyed in Resident Evil 6, the gameplay style. And um, I think you can do something interesting with that character and you know talk about his heritage talk about where he's come from and have him kind of grapple with that there is some good drama to be um you know mined from that before i move on to your thoughts on resident evil reverse do you have any final mad predictions for me uh, that was my sort of maddest. That's the one I just want to come in and out. Like I, we didn't mention, but I, I reckon the ba- the baby is either going to be like sort of a source of a, a vaccine, the vaccine that we so dearly need right now, or um, uh, it's going to be some sort of like it's going to be a potential like this could be a monster sort of thing. Like I think because the, yeah. Chris has got the baby, so the baby's obviously important that way. And don't don't forget like like Jill, like Sherry uh Ethan and Mia both have been sort of like cured of the, the uh whatever virus they've had so they've got antibodies and like with Sherry she had like super healing abilities like Wolverine that like they just gloss over once in Resident Evil 6 so I think that the baby is going to be sort of key in that aspect as well I do have I do have an addendum to add to this Benro because you've just sparked something um, in my mind when I was talking about like the the book Mia had and whether it like the werewolves or whatever, the vampires, whatever, could be like partly a manifestation of that. I wonder whether that comes from the baby and what the baby's kind of like being taught. Maybe the baby, like you said, is this kind of has these powers or has these abilities that obviously it can't control because yeah. it's a child and it's projecting them out onto the real world. That will be, oh. I think. Or maybe Chris just shoots Ethan's wife dead, pulls him outside, and he goes, oh, kick the baby, and then the baby's gone, and then <laughs> this is all, and then the Ethan's just going after him for the whole time. Just like, just thinking about that. Just yeah, let's let's get our comedy back in Resident Evil. But we should probably segue over now to the Resident Evil reverses or reverse, or I don't remember the name of it. I played it for a couple of hours. Uh, also, whilst eating um, katsu curry nuggets, so that's that oh, was nice. my that was my Friday. Uh, both not as amazing as I thought they would be. 
<laughs> but I, I'm going to shift over to the game. The game. Imagine the your how old already was when you were playing the PlayStation Two, Josh. It's like the kind of era where you know, like time splitters is out, time splitters two. Uh, you got some goofy sort of stuff. But then, like, you've got this Resident Evil game that controls a bit weird, is kind of broken in its structure from the get go, and just feels like. Not even the era of like 360 where everything had to have a multiplayer. This was just saying that one of the, the one of the guys and girls at Capcom were like, "What if we just did this and just had all our <laughs> characters in this?" It just feels like some sort of weird bolted, bolted on thing. And before I go into any more more detail, what do you have any sort of predictions? Do you want to ask me about anything because what you've seen so far in the trailers and things? Yeah, I really do, Ben Roy, because I'm, I'm wondering why Capcom keeps trying to make Resident Evil multiplayer happen, because I know they, um, obviously, there's a lot of money in it, but this feels very much like a, a, a similar approach to Resident Evil Resistance, which obviously was the multiplayer mode for Resident Evil 3, but it's like, I, I'm here. I genuinely am open for a multiplayer Resident Evil experience, but I just, I'm looking at Reverse, I'm watching the trailers, I'm listening to what you're talking about, and I'm just like, this isn't it, is it? This is, they haven't quite nailed it again. And it's, they keep trying and they try putting new spins on it, but it doesn't seem like it ever sticks. They, they need to just do an outbreak or an outbreak remake because that's yeah. what people are clamoring for. And I think that if they, if that outbreak even sold as much as like RE3, like RE2, it'd be like, you've, you've got all the tile sets. Like, I mean, it's not as easy to just go, now I'm just going to take everything out and put it here, but they've got stuff in motion, like just, give us an outbreak and an outbreak too, or put it all in one sort of thing and see how that goes Capcom. But with this versus thing, so you pick out like the main characters is what, like Jill, Chris, Leon, Ada, Claire, and Hunk, the legendary Hunk, Hunk's the guy. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, Claire and Ada don't have an automatic weapon. So mm. anyone who picks them, uh, just gets treated like a child and just gets destroyed. It's like kick the baby because um, everyone else has an automatic weapon. So not only do they have some sort of range, whereas like Leon, oh, Leon doesn't have an automatic weapon either. So he's got a shotgun. But before he gets to you, you could be a Jill or a Chris or Hunk, who seems to be the best character, and just melt them. And then as soon as I realized this was a thing, that's all I was. And I just kept playing as Hunk and just ruining everyone or like playing as Jill. Everyone has got like special abilities, like say they have like say I've got a decent punch, but the the range on it is terrible. And by the time you've pressed the button, they've walked around you. Or like Jill has, she drops landmines, and she's never done that before in the games. But you can just keep <laughs> dropping like pretty much unlimited landmines and just make yourself like a little section of uh, the RPD and just defend yourself there. But also when you go around, I'm, I'm just trying to get it as quick as possible. When you go around the map, there's like biohazard containers now when you die you don't just die in this game you become a, like a bio monster so you mm. become the mama molded if you've got none of them if you, out of resident evil uh, 7 <laughs> dlc which not a lot of people would have seen and oh. you just run around and you can kill yourself or you become one of the uh the creations in the sewers in resident Evil 3 can't remember their names you know the things that if they grabbed jill they would snap her in half and it was really gory as yes. hell Mm -hmm. but shrunk down in size and then if you collect two like two you get the chance to become either jack baker or uh mr x 
super misdirect, or then you also get a chance to become nemesis. Now, I didn't get to play Jack Baker. I got the chance to play as everyone else. Uh, super misdirect was the best one because you literally just charge up and you just do that instant kill stab to loads of people <laughs> and just wipe them out that way. And nemesis was just funny to just chase Jill's nemesis. Like, ha that was my turn sort of thing. <laughs> and shoot the rocket launcher. And yeah, everyone has this sort of like two moves. They're pretty basic. And then you just have, like, say your two weapons and you can pick like a grenade launcher up. So yeah, mm. there's two levels to it, but it's really get someone, choose someone with a machine gun, stay back, murder a load of people, pick up all three bio containers or two or current, which one it was, then get Nemesis or Mr. X and then just get revenge kills after that and you're good to go. It's it's so strange because when it comes to like this this game in particular, like it, there's some cool concepts in there. Like some of the stuff you're describing there on paper could be really fun. Like you said, chasing Jill around as Nemesis or whatever. But I feel like the issue with these multiplayer um, games that Capcom have made around Resident Evil, they're always just like weirdly unbalanced. Like you said, here you just choose someone with with a machine gun, and you're trying to get crap. the best. She's terrible in this. <laughs> yeah, you try to get the best um, uh, villain to be, and then you just win the game. Like, that's always been like, it always feels like these games are an afterthought, which sucks because obviously so much money is still spent on, you know, making them. And it's just like, I don't understand. I don't understand the reasoning for it, to be honest. And, and you know, you get this is free if you get Resident Evil Village. Like, you get it free. Presumably, yeah. this is going to be, like I said, what Resistance was to Resident Evil 3. But there's like, I was looking on the official page for it, and it doesn't seem like there's next gen versions. It says that if you purchase Village for PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X, you just get the PlayStation 4 version of this, and you get the Xbox um, One version of, uh, you know, whatever console you buy it on and even that's weird it makes me think like well this how long has this been in development how fast was this pushed out and why is it so half-assed like so many of these have been Look, if i've if it's if the other maps are anything to go by it's just well the rpd had tight corridors it's all dark and dingy just brighten it up make the corridors <laughs> bigger don't don't do cell shaded it's what it is it's like a cell shaded filter it's not even the graphics themselves so it's all the sta- standard re engine graphics but then they've just gone like uh looking for a snapchat and they found something and like, yeah that one and then they put, they put a weird filter on like that and it it controls all right it controls like resident evil does now but at the same time it's fundamentally broken and i can't say Look, I'm just happy that this is a separate trophy list and it will be like Resistance Force, so I can get my plan and ignore it. And also, we should just say, Ari Resistance, before we go, uh, never broke 5,000 concurrents on Steam. So that's just, yeah. a, that's just a hint of how how many people play it but so i've seen i see my sister play it now uh, every other day on playstation 4 and well i don't know what she, to join it then right I, I don't know what she does but then she's platinum all the kingdom hearts games so who knows <laughs> do you have any more thoughts on anything resident evil before we uh resident out of here i think that's it i think i'm all resident evil out sorry i'm just handing my charger away um I think, uh, nah, I've, I've gone through all my predictions, gone through all my rumors, and I'm not looking forward to Resident Evil Reverse. That's that's where I'm at on this, but I'm looking forward to May coming around so I can play a proper next-gen Resi Evil. And Ben Roy, just between me and you, I'm thinking of going through Resi 5, 6, and 7 again because I've never played 7 outside of VR, so that's what I'm looking forward to. There we go. Come on. I, I did, I've done it. Uh, I did kind of like last year and I just finished Resident Evil 6 again. I'm not going to do 7 because I did that last year. But yeah, I want to see you do that. And I also can't wait for our 
uh, slumber parties, me, you and Scott, when we play Resident Evil Reverses and <laughs> we get 200 hours in there and we forget Warzone existed because no, who wants to play Warzone or PUBG or anything? But anyway, this has been the What Culture Game podcast. Hashtag WCGP. Let Scott know uh, what you think of Destruction All Stars and also ask him what he thinks of it. Uh, review from Scott coming soon. I think he's going to do a whole tutorial on it and uh, we'll have sp- the whole website be splashed with it. So don't worry, we've got all that stuff coming. Uh, Josh, where can they follow you on Twitter? They can follow me at Josh Brown, but added or in the brown. So it sounds like Josh Brune. That's Brune. where I am. Brune. You need to find that original Josh Brown and just buy him out. Or I know, I know. Or just give it, just bash it's his too head many, in the Too many Josh Browns. <laughs> and you can follow me at Ben Roy Turner. Um, changed my name when I was uh, in year 10 of school, wherever that, if, work out how that works in American time. But that's that's why I don't have a generic name. So ha, at Ben Roy Turner, follow us at W Culture Gaming on Twitter. Follow, like, subscribe. And yeah, until next time, uh, stars. Stars. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.